All right, y'all. We got to talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm so happy that it's back. So let's go ahead and review the first episode of the season. I'll be right back. All right, let's get into Real Housewives of Potomac, Season 7, Episode 1, Spring Awakening. So Giselle, Robin, Ashley, and Karen meet to catch up. They're out there in D.C. under cherry blossom trees. I loved it. I'm from the DMV, so that was making me very much miss home. Um, They talk about Mia and her posting about having cancer and basically, they're trying to figure out if she is doing it for attention, which is, I think, mostly Giselle feels like she's doing it for attention or because she's legitimately sick. Um, they also discuss Ashley and Michael getting a divorce. Ashley says they're on the road to getting a divorce, but I think in Virginia, Virginia, you have to be separated for a year first. Um she said they're not sexually compatible anymore, i.e. she wants to be monogamous and he basically wants to keep it like it was before. And people are were very confused because um, she was talking about buying a house with Michael under an LLC. And they're like, but if you're getting a divorce, why are you buying a house together? Are you really getting a divorce? So I think people are wondering, is this a storyline? Is it some temporary situation because, you know, or do you realize that maybe he's using buying a house to keep you under his control? Like, it's very, it's giving, because when I think about that, I think, oh, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, you get a house. It's under both our names under this LLC, and I'm going to stay at the penthouse, but he's going to stay at the penthouse have whoever he wants to have over there. But when he wants to come and get tabs on her, he could probably just pop up at the house at any time because it's both of their their house. He could, you know, check in on her to make sure either he's stopping her from dating somebody or he can check in to see who she's dating. I don't know. It just feels like what's really going on. Um, she said she's hopeful the divorce will be peaceful because it kind of had been unfolding over time. But she's not sure. And I'm like, that means you already know that Michael has the capability of making it a messy and painful divorce. But also, like, are you really trying to get a divorce, girl? Like, what's going on? Also, while they're out there, Karen decides to invite the ladies to a party. A party she's having for the springtime, which I believe is what Spring Awakening. I think that's what she called the Spring Awakening party. And uh, Karen usually goes over the top to invite a party. So they're like... Where's the song? Where's the box of stuff? Like, what's the deal? And instead, she, you know, she tries to sing for them. But eventually, she does send out boxes that have, like, these little tacos <laughs> in them. And, um, you know, it was cute. It was cute. Candace talks about... Uh, oh, in the next scene, we talk, talk to Candace. And Candace talks about how busy her life has been. I mean, she's basically, like, living her dream. Now, there's nothing basic about it. She came on this show... And she had a purpose and she is living her dream. She released an album. She has some great singles. She's been touring. She's preparing for the re-release of her album. And in the midst of that, she says she wants to freeze her eggs to make sure, you know, they're in good shape when she's ready to have kids. Because, you know, I think she's more open to having kids, but just not at this moment while she has so much momentum in her career. Um, 
But Candace is having an issue with Chris and his schedule because I think the doctor was saying, you know, if I need you guys here at a certain day or whatever, you can't, it's, I really actually need you guys to be available. And so, you know, he's defensive about the fact that, you know, his current career, that's how it is. And sometimes he has to work. Um, like there's a party and he has to work it and stuff like that. So he can't always guarantee. And Candace, I think it's more, it's not even just about in regards to the baby. I think just in general, before, I think during the pandemic, he was working from home. And I, I don't think he has, I don't think, he, I think the restaurant's been gone that he had before. And, you know, they're bumping heads because I think she don't trust him, to be honest. Because she said his schedule's inconsistent and she doesn't like it. And he comes in all kinds of hours and stuff like that. And I think while she's touring and she's doing her thing, like they're not spending as much time together. And she probably is wondering what Chris is up to. Just a theory. I don't know. Uh, Robin meets up with Sharice. And uh, I'm so happy Sharice came back. I like Sharice. She she was, um, I mean, things got really muddy. Like when she was dealing with the emotions of her divorce because she was trying to hold it back but she brings a spice to the show um not like a katie spice katie had a (laughs) katie had a you 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 don't know what to expect kind of spice but sharice brings a she brings something to it so it's nice to see her back they catch up and you know robin talks about how she knows sharice longer than anybody like even though her and giselle are really close sharice is the reason she and giselle even met each other so they're they're longtime friends. I think she met when Sharice's husband was coaching the Wizards and Juan was playing on the team. So they catch up and Sharice talks about how she's I think she said she only dated two and a half people since uh since her, you know, divorce and stuff. And she said the the point five is for her friends with benefits that she only hangs out with when she's bored. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with that. You single, you do your thing. Y'all, y'all got an agreement. That's what y'all do, that's what y'all do. Sharice asked Robin about when her and Juan are getting married. That's the million dollar question everybody wants to know because over all these seasons, I think when we when we found when the show started, they had just gotten a divorce, but they were still living together, co-parenting, and everybody's like, "But why are y'all still living together?" I don't understand. And then she said, you know, I think she projected like, you know, I could see us getting married again or it would be nice to get married again. Then he finally proposed. I think that was two seasons ago and the, the pandemic did happen, but now she's kind of stalling. It feels like I feel like it was almost like if we had never gotten a divorce, I feel like if they never got a divorce, they would have just went through a rough patch and stayed divorced. I don't know if they would have been at a place where they wanted to be together. You know, like maybe the divorce was necessary, but I think now that things in Robin's life are on a trajectory upward, like between the show and her business or businesses, um, things are working in her favor. And I think she kind of wants to, she probably likes it the way it is, you know? I mean, I'm not saying Juan doesn't love her and he didn't propose to her because he loves her, but some people just be comfortable with the way their situation is. And I'm just like, Robin, if y'all really want to get married or if y'all are secretly married, you could just go down to the courthouse, you know what I'm saying? And then have a party. You don't have to make it an over the top thing. I think, you know, if you've been married and it failed, even if, even if, even though they're with this, they're, they're with the same person, you know, you don't want to go through that again. 
And speaking of that, she talks about, she asked Sharice advice about, um, you know, a prenup. And Sharice is like, I don't know. I don't know. And Robin was like, well, I signed a prenup with me and Juan, you know, were married the first time. And she's like, oh, then he should understand. And basically Robin's like, I'm the breadwinner right now and I want to protect my ass. And she's like, I don't feel like if we broke up that, that he should get half. And Sharice was like, really? She said, she said, you think that when I broke up with Eddie that I didn't deserve half? And she's like, no, not really. Um, and I thought that was an interesting take because you could tell Sharice was like, girl, you tripping. I think that I understand kind of where Robin's coming from because she doesn't either. She doesn't want people to view her. She didn't want people to view her even when she went through her divorce as a gold digger um, or that she was just trying to ride his coattails. Like she wanted to be on some tip of like, I can make my own money. I don't need him to be okay. I get that. But I also feel like it, especially like in Sharice's situation, if you're the one who's raising the kids, rearing the kids, keeping the the home you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, you're not out there working, but you are providing a helpful resource because guess what? If I'm working, you got to pay for somebody to clean up the house. You got to pay for somebody to watch the kids. You have to pay for certain things. And because I'm the, the wife and I decided to be housewife, I'm the one who's coordinating these events that make you look so good. I'm, you know, I'm the one doing all this other work behind the scenes. So yes, I should get a generous portion. Even if it's not 50-50, I should definitely get at least 40-60. Yes, you're the one going out and doing the work but we are a team and I'm part of why this team works. So in Sharice's situation, should she have gotten half? Yes, if that's what they agreed to for sure. And um, I think Sharice was saying, you know, if you guys get a prenup, maybe you could stay out of court and have to avoid lawyer's fees because I think she said her ex, I think his name was Eddie, he paid like a million dollars in lawyer's fees and she said she paid about 500K. I'm like, what? Y'all couldn't have sat down and been, you know, I don't know if, I'm assuming her ex was trying to be stingy with it. And Sharice was like, nah, <laughs> no, no. Because not only did I hold it down, but you were out here having other relationships, which forced me to, you forced my hand to end this. Because, I mean, Sharice kind of seemed like she wasn't really ready to divorce. And it may not have been because of an emotional connection, more so like not wanting to fail. But yeah, I think it depends on the situation. I'll say that. I think the prenup and getting half and all that stuff depends on the situation. But, you know, Robin said she didn't get half. Even when Juan was playing, she she said she didn't feel like she deserved to get half. And so she don't want Juan to get half. And I was like, I mean, I ain't mad at you. I mean, y'all are both bringing in money. Y'all could come into it as a whatever you came in with, you left, you leave with. Or whatever percentage works for you. And maybe Juan is resistant to it. You know? Because Juan might see the value in like, well, Robin kind of got her together. You know what I'm saying? She making more money um, than we've made in a long time. And, you know, I don't know. He, I have a feeling Robin is wearing the pants in this situation. And Juan is probably going to be the one who resists. So they talked about that for a while. And then they talked about Ashley divorcing Michael. This comes up a few times in how... Um, you know, basically just saying recap, they're, they're different sexually. And Sharice basically says, I don't think they're going to get a divorce. And, you know, maybe maybe Ashley did this for a little attention. I'm, I don't know if she wants attention. I think that, I think she finally got to the place where most of us got where it was like, he's not only he's unfaithful to you, but like, y'all are in different stages of life. You know, like, 
I mean, even with the kid thing, he probably, he really didn't want a kid. He's, I mean, this man is, you know, at an age where most men are settling down or they got grandkids that they see every once in a while on the weekend or something like that. And you want him to start as a parent from day one. And although I'm sure he loves his sons, that probably was not what he wanted. So I think that, you know, <sighs> do I see them actually sign on the dotted line that it's over? Not necessarily. Is it going to be some miraculous thing where they make up by the end of the season? It's possible. I think that people are going to enjoy Ashley in this phase because I think instead of her having to defend Michael and his actions, which were sketch uh most of the time, I think that she's going to actually just get to have fun and really let her hair down. And, and I think that kind of Ashley is a much more enjoyable Ashley. So we'll see. Um, moving into the next scene, we're picking up with Mia, who announces that the family has moved to Potomac. They're renting a home that apparently is $10,000 a month, um, but she really likes it. She says she's down the street from Karen, and this particular day, she's having family over at, at her house, like her, her mom, I think her sister, her brother, and, you know, she's she seems to be excited about that, and her mom asks her about what's going on with her diagnosis and I don't I don't want to say I think Mia is lying but just based off of how Mia was last season and probably just you know some things that's gone on in her life she tends to stretch it the truth a little bit or twist it a little bit so I'm still kind of like I don't know like I don't really know like it's kind of one of those you put that out there you know people are gonna ask about it so now if you start this like you got to keep it up um i think she went through a cancer scare i think that she had to go through a lot of testing and i forget how things resolved in real time but i don't know i'm just kind of like let's see how this plays out um she says mia says that there were lumps found in her body and that um things are being done to ensure that they're not spreading so i again just wait to see how this plays out Karen comes to the party with Ray and talks about how she got some work done on her, her, uh, her breasts. I forgot what she called them. I forgot what she called them, but she, I think she got a fat transfer just to give them a little more lifts, give them a little more life. And, um, you know, Karen is concerned. She wants to check on Mia after that IG post and just kind of see how she was doing. And, um, she asked her, I think she kind of asked her, like, what made you post? And, she, and Mia said that her best friend or her good friend, Jacqueline, was the one who was like, you know, be honest and post what's going on. And they showed a clip of her and Jacqueline sitting together a week ago saying basically, like, if you need support, I got you. I got, I can help you with the kids. And she had her covered. I believe Jacqueline is our newest housewife. We didn't get a formal introduction to her this episode, but she was there in some scenes like in the background or in flashbacks so i don't know because in real time i don't think when uh mia and jacqueline are all that close so i don't know um moving on we we check catch in with uh catch and catch up with wendy and wendy is actually meeting with peter yes that peter cynthia bailey's ex peter and i'm like peter would find a way to end up on screen on somebody's show because I feel like he loved being on that television just as much if not more than Cynthia maybe more 
And I'm trying to think what other show he's popped on. It's Potomac, but did he jump on? Did he pop up in Atlanta another time? He's popped on some other show. I can't I can't remember if it was at Real Housewives of Atlanta or some uh, something else. Um, but anyway, she meets up, but in her confessional, she talks about her life and how like she has to wake up at 6 a.m. to get the kids ready to school, look over her lessons for work as a professor. And then she looks over when she has time, she looks over her orders for her candle. I think it's Oyen candle online. And then she's working on an upcoming book with her mother. And obviously you can tell that Wendy was probably raised to be an overachiever. And so that's exactly what she does. She wants to overachieve. She wants to be the best. I think she sometimes probably wants to keep herself busy. Like she's not doing enough. She may feel like she's not accomplishing enough. And so that brings why her and Peter are together. Um, she said that Peter approached her about opening a restaurant. So they're talking about numbers and how much of a percentage she would get and how long, you know, I think it takes almost two years to start to see a profit and all that stuff. And she's like me and eddie have a joint account and i'm not sure if eddie's gonna want to invest because this is something he would need i would need his signature on and i'm not sure he's gonna invest in my dream this is wendy talking because um you know i think he probably is like you already have a lot on your plate why are you gonna add more and she i think there's a clip of them talking about it and she basically is like i just I like i can't turn down an opportunity which I think can be dangerous like yes you're gonna make money and you can be multi-hyphenate and the success of it and people giving you praise for your success which is partially why she's probably like that she probably got a lot of praise from her parents for being very successful i think all her her siblings are very successful so i i, I get where the source of it comes from but how are you balancing your life as a mother as a wife and still doing it because every everybody knows even if you only work one job you got one kid sometimes the balls are going to drop you can't be everywhere for everybody all the time um so i'm just curious how she balances it all kudos to her because i don't get it i don't get it i think it's amazing i mean i think once you get into a flow of success and you kind of have opportunities come your way i could totally understand that urgency to be like i, I want to do this also i'm an aries so there's that sometimes impulsiveness to be like wow this sounds like a good idea maybe i should get involved um but i've also learned over time sometimes you gotta just, just sit back and think about it before you say yes um so that's what's going on with wendy so we'll see how that turns out um ashley takes her boys over to see her family and she talks about how she kind of felt like she, before she used to have to pick between her family and Michael and so it's nice that this at this time she's able to get closer with her family and um I mean basically it's the this story is going to be the same when every time we talk about Ashley they talk about her and Michael separating being separated and getting a divorce a potential divorce and how they're going to buy a house together and how everybody's like, what? Like, this sounds crazy. Like, what are you talking about? It ain't no different. What was his name? Uncle Bumpy. I forgot what his, the uncle's name was, but the uncle and the rest of her family, they're just like, this does not sound like a good idea. And as far as in regards to their divorce, Michael would create a proposal of, you know, what the arrangements would be. And her uncle kept it real. He's like, you need a lawyer, girl. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, I'm sure I could see Michael presenting her with a big number, maybe not all that she was going to get, 
but presenting her with a big number and her just being like, I just wanted to be amicable. Like I want what's best for our boys and being like, yes, but not realizing she has so much more that she could get. So I think she should get a lawyer because at the end of the day, they knew each other, what they was getting into. And some people could say, as she was a gold digger or she used it for his money. I think Ashley does care about him, but I think that she was wise. She she wanted to make sure she married someone who was successful so that she knew she didn't have much to care to, you know, worry about cuz I think she said something like I never pay for things. So she, you know, she she didn't have to that was just not a concern that she had to worry about. So, um you know, he got his arm candy, his pretty young thing. And she got someone who could take care of her. So we'll see how things play out. But yeah, this whole episode, any reference to Ashley is going to be about the same thing. So then we move on to Miss Giselle. And she talks about how her fi- her house is finally coming together. I don't like the, the front of her house. But the inside of her house looks nice. And she got her wing. And I think the girls, her daughters, have another wing. And um, she calls her twins over to talk about what she should wear to Karen's party. And uh, as usual... Her daughters never uh, disappoint. They roasted her on some of her wardrobe decisions until they agree on an outfit. And that was a good outfit for her. Um, I mean, that was pretty much just the scene. They called Robin at one point, talked to Robin. And Robin's like, what should you wear? Robin's like, whatever's in your closet. And... um. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the scene. I think it was mostly just to show, show that Giselle's house is almost done. Um, and that she still is having fashion challenges. As gorgeous as she is, she's still having fas- fashion challenges. Um, so then we move on to the, the, the big party. Karen arrives first and she's like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. They have like a signature cherry blossom drink, which I was like, yum. Um, oh, cocktails. <sighs> I was I've been between pregnant and breastfeeding since 2019, late 2019. So I haven't had much uh many libations and I and when I sometimes I'm like a cocktail would be so nice. <sighs> um anyway, Giselle um talks about Oh no, I, I, uh, Giselle. Oh yeah, Giselle rolls up. I think she's the first person of the the Real Housewives to roll up to the party, and she talks. They're talking about Ashley and her divorce, and then in the midst of that, suddenly Ashley comes in, looking very cute, very very scantily clad. Um, I mean, she has a dress, but she has like you know, like the top parts all cut out and stuff, looking very cute, very adult, uh, very fine, and um you know they they're like oh we were just talking about you and she talks about how she made an offer on a house in Arlington Virginia which will be bought under this LLC that has her and Michael's name on it and as she started backtracking she started she started backtracking on her words saying she and Michael were um getting a divorce now she's like well we're separated but you definitely said y'all were getting a divorce before the ladies still are having a hard time wrapping their head around it. <laughs> and um 
Ashley, I think, is starting to wonder if she's doing the right thing or not. She said she had a coochie craving for Michael. And they asked, like, did you sleep with him? She's like, no, no, no. Because I think if they sleep together, it starts their their separation all over again. And like I said earlier, they're supposed to be separated for a year. So I think that getting physical, like, would restart everything. So the ladies encourage her, do not sleep with him. Don't. Don't do it. Um, every other people start pouring in. Ray comes in and greets the ladies. Candace and Chris come in. Ascala comes in. Um, and Wendy comes. And let me see. Did Robin come first? I know. I know that there was a point where it was Giselle. Rob. I mean Giselle. Ashley and Karen talking to Mia. No, we're not there yet. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my notes. I'm a little confused. Um. Well, no, because Robin wasn't there yet. Wendy got there first. Wendy got there, and she and her hus- husband come, and she's saying her hellos. And when Wendy tries to come and greet Giselle, she tries to greet her with a hug. And baby, Giselle put up the skirt. She put up a hard block. Um, and she basically is like, you know, the last time I saw you, you were talking down on my family. And I'm going to be honest. I know people don't like Giselle. And Giselle's kind, of, Giselle's kind of like the villain of the show or the not as liked person. But Wendy, I think Wendy chose Giselle as the person she was going to beef with. Because Giselle is usually one of the top people. You know, she's going to be the one who sits next to Andy. And I think she chose Giselle to come after. And she was, you know, she she did also Wendy sprinkled a little too much on top. And I think Giselle felt like we haven't spoken since the last time I saw you. Uh, her words. And you're going to try to come up with a hug after what you said about, you know, me and my husband and all that stuff. Uh, No. I know people going to probably say Giselle was doing too much, but... Everybody has boundaries. And I think that even though Giselle's not an innocent, I think that they need to work on rebuilding their relationship. You know, and I'm assuming that Giselle did not associate with Wendy when they weren't filming. So if you're not doing stuff in between to cultivate, then, you know, Giselle could have played nice and hugged her and talked some mess about her later. But I ain't mad at Giselle. I'm not mad at her in that moment because I was just like, I mean... If you beefing with somebody and this is the first time they seeing you and maybe because she did it on camera, she thought she could just swoop in with a hug and you like, no, you really, I'm really mad at you. This is not, this is not an act. You really ticked me off. So when he was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, so we're going to see about them too. Cause I think they're supposed to reconcile, but I have a feeling it doesn't last long. Um, Mia does arrive then with her husband and Giselle, honestly, she didn't even take a, she didn't even let the girl get comfortable before she pulled her aside. This is when it's Giselle, uh, Giselle and Karen and Mia. And she starts kind of interrogating her about the post. Eventually, Ashley gets in there or Robin comes over and she's like, why? What's going on? Everything's so serious. But yeah, Giselle starts grilling her and, you know, asking about this cancer scare. Is it real? Is it fake? And... Mia says she basically put it out there because she heard she was, you know, she was told she had lymphoma. And after being emotional with her family, she decided to make the post. 
And she basically was like, Giselle, if you're insinuating that it's a fake F you and, um, you know, F you for thinking I did it for attention. And that's where it stops. It stops on the to be continued. And I was just like, oh, the mess. Oh, how I miss the mess of Potomac. Um, Giselle has, I think it, I think it goes back to her time as a sorority girl. She just has this habit of, you know, kind of like, um, I mean, Mia's already been there, so she's not really hazing her, but I think she feels she has some authority to show because she's been there for so long. Um, she's kind of like a Bravo darling. And so I think she kind of feels she has the authority to do that but I was just like I mean you ain't even let the girl get comfortable you ain't let her get a drink or nothing for you or at least that's how editing showed it you just went in on her and if you don't really know the facts especially when it comes to something like cancer I think you she could have still approached it with a different kind of sensitivity even if even if it's true that Mia was making it up or doing it for attention or whatever I still think that you should come to it in a different with a different vibe because if she is telling the truth then you're gonna look like the a-hole in the situation so yeah y'all that was the first episode it was great the ladies look good the energy was good the way they shot it was good this is one of my favorite real housewife franchises and i'm so happy that it's back so yeah if you if you've made it all the way here i appreciate you so much please share it with someone that you care about if you'd like um, to get in touch with me for any reason, to send me a message, say hi, suggest other uh, shows that you want to review. You can hit me up at my Gmail address, which is gowtfpodcast at gmail.com. That's gowtfpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, y'all be good and y'all stay safe. Bye.